Previously on Sammy Magic. Why do I sound like this? <laughs> Where are those voices coming from? And he looks up and he sees his mother. He sees Eartha Magic. Now see, Sammy, this feels good, doesn't it? Feels good to have your dad's hand in yours, your mama's arms wrapped around your shoulders. This feels right, doesn't it? Sammy, I need you to snap out of this. What did you see in there? What did Evil Douglas do to you? This school is clearly dangerous for you. I hate to say this, but Sammy Magic, you're expelled. If Sammy Magic can lead Lionheart back up to where it once was, at the top of the leaderboard, he can stay. As he looked forward in front of Jill to discover the trapdoor leading to the big cool rock blasted wide open. Sammy, Harmony, and Greg stare forward at that blasted open trap door and the limping, injured animal that lay in front of it, and fear gripped them by their very spines. But they knew they had to do it. Because reasons. I mean, I guess they could have called Grumblebum, or Professor Kitty Cat, or like, any wizard, like, other than them, but they knew they had to be the one to do this. Also, Grumblebum had been uh, sent away for reasons, because that's the, that's what the book said. Well, if it's any consolation, the bear remarks, whoever got past Jill here has probably disengaged most of the traps. You guys should be good. All you have to do is make it to the end. Okay, let's do this, Sammy remarks, staring at his friends as they all clasp hands and leap into that trap door and immediately get caught up in the most horrifying web of vines and greenery all surrounding them and clutching their bodies tighter and tighter. Okay, maybe there's like one or two traps that aren't disengaged, but ah, you'll be fine, the bear remarks above them. It's just devil's grass. You know what to do. What? What is devil's grass? Greg comments as he struggles harder and harder, and as he does, those vines grip around him tighter and tighter. And then they both look over to see Harmony completely disappeared and on the ground underneath them. Harmony? Harmony, where are you? Sammy remarks as they both strain their bodies to look underneath them and find Harmony standing on a concrete floor. It's just devil's grass. You heard the man. All you have to do is relax. It's not going to hurt you. At that exact moment, a thorn pricks Greg in the arm, causing him to lash out and begin stretching and stretching against these violent vines. But luckily, Harmony had another option. Okay, fine. If you guys don't want to relax, fireball! And with that, Harmony casts fireball, sending out three bolts of resplendent fire 
towards those plants, and as they illuminate them in this bright white light, the vines release our other two heroes, sending them to the ground as the vines begin to repel inwards. Well, do I get a thanks? Harmony comments. You shot a fireball at me. I don't really think you've earned one. Greg responds as he brushes some embers off of his cloak. Learned it by watching you. Harmony responds with a smirk as they turn and rush into the next room where they find the most violent number of birds flying throughout this room, soaring up into the sky. Our heroes attempt to rush back to ask the bear for advice on this room, but as they turned, the door shut. And above them, a massive fan began to spin and spin faster and faster while soaring down towards them and catching those birds in its blades. But as the birds collided, they realized these weren't birds at all. They were keys. The only exit out of this room was one locked door, and on the wall there was one broomstick. Sammy knew what he had to do. Sammy grabbed that broomstick and soared into the air, grabbing these keys out of the sky before throwing them down to his compatriots, who would all try them on the doors, but none of them seemed to work. Eventually, Sammy locks eyes with a golden key and rushes towards it as that key soared higher and higher, sending Sammy inches away from that fan and its devastating blades. But right before they collide, Sammy grabs the key and shoots back down to the earth. He frantically tries it in the lock as that fan gets closer and closer to our heroes. It's sucking up everything on the ground around them. Right before the fan can make contact, however, Sammy manages to unlock that door and rush through it and shut it behind them. And in this room, they see the ogre. That very same ogre that assaulted Harmony in the bathroom so many months ago. The night that most of them considered the night they became friends was all because of this ogre, and here he lay, dead, his body broken, his clothing covered with blood. Our heroes rushed over to that ogre with a sense of remorse. Sammy more than any of them, because Sammy remembers what he cast that night. And Sammy realizes that if he hadn't have been stopped, this could have been the result back then. Oh, well, it's nice to see a couple new faces show up. How are ya? A voice calls from the corner of the room, and our heroes look around to discover that apparently many others had been searching after the big cool rock. Skeletons lay across the walls. Half-eaten bodies lay limp. Our heroes continue to search for this voice when they find a decapitated head staring up at them. Hey, how you doing? Um, I see you're probably here for the big cool rock. Only problem with that, lads, is someone's probably already beat you to it. But don't worry, we'll figure things out. I have always got a good head for these things. <laughs> Who are you? Greg responds as he rushes over and attempts to pick up the head, but just retches in response. Ah, yes, um, well, my name's Nicholas. Very nice to meet you. 
Um, I was actually on my way to get the rock. It, it was mine, you see. You're Nikki Flannel? Sammy responds with a start, staring down at this severed head that he picks up and holds in his hands. Ah, see, you've heard of me. Yes, Nikki Flannel, inventor of the big cool rock. Nice to meet you. So wait, what happened to you? Well, I was on my way to get the rock. And then this damned ogre ripped my head off my body and then ate my legs. Threw my head against the wall and I've kind of been here ever since. Who are you? I'm Sammy Magic. These are my friends, uh, Harmony and Greg. Sammy Magic, that's you, Boyle. I've heard a lot about you. Your family's very historic. Heard you killed the big scary wizard once with your forehead. I... I guess, I yes, that's what happened. I'm not really sure I was a baby at the time. Sammy responds as the head looks forward, staring at that ogre. Well, you know, the lack of legs was making going forward a bit of a problem for me, but if you, if you wouldn't mind carrying me, I can help you find the rock. Um, sure, I guess. Sammy comments as he grabs the ponytail of Nicholas Flannel and runs it through his belt loop. Ah, see, I've just become the most expensive keychain in existence. Very nice, Sammy. Couldn't just hold me like a normal lad, I see. The heroes approach forward through the next door where they discover a massive chessboard waiting on them with beautiful pearlescent pieces stretching to the heavens Uh, across the room there were these dark black knights and queens and other chess pieces you got you've played chess you know what it is they're on the other side but they are massive and as he stares at it sammy smiles it was made for us i beg your pardon lad nicky speaks up from his belt loop These puzzles, they were made for us. The first one with the the devil's grass, that was made for for harmony, for her intelligence. The the next one with the keys, that was for... That was for me. That was for my ability to ride a broom. And now this room must be for... He turns to look at Greg, who's giving him one of those head nod, no, please, don't bring me up, please don't say my name kind of things. Greg. I've never played chess a day in my life, Sammy. I mean, I understand we could have probably brought it up earlier in the plot, and it could have, like, made sense, but no, this is not my game. This is not me. I'm an 11-year-old boy. I don't play chess. If this was, like, Super Mario 64, but big, I guess I could do that. But no, I don't know chess. I'm a child. Greg, whose voice is changing by the minute, frantically turns and tries to escape through that door back into the room with the ogre, but he couldn't. Alright, lads, it appears that it's up to me at this point. Just put me head on that pedestal over there. I'll take care of it. With this comment, Sammy removes Nikki's head from his belt loop and places him down onto a beautiful pillar at the head of the chessboard. Alright, I guess we'll be white because of heroism and purity and other such weird ethnocentric bullcrap. Night to C3. Nikki calls out, but unfortunately, the pieces don't seem to move. Alright, lads, you're not just gonna sit there and watch me do this. Pop up there, won't you? What? 
pop up there so the piece can move. It's weird and it makes no sense, and it's never going to be revisited for the rest of this series, but just get on the big horsey. Okay. And with that, Greg rushes forward and climbs atop that knight that rushes forward to C3. Harmony climbs upon the queen piece because it's the piece that actually does the most and never really gets enough respect. Meanwhile, Sammy climbs upon a pawn. The game proceeds with a rapidly increasing drama. As every single time a piece was taken, it wasn't simply shifted off to the board or placed into some magical ethereal shoebox. It was destroyed and fell apart in an absolute barrage of shrapnel. If I was someone who knew how the game of chess worked, this could be very dramatic, but I don't. If you wanted me to make this perhaps some sort of Yu-Gi-Oh game, I could really kill a description of a Yu-Gi-Oh game, but it is just chess. Pieces are taken, pieces are destroyed, and eventually all that is left are our three heroes and the king. There is Greg atop his knight's steed. There is Harmony sitting in place as the queen, and of course Sammy as the pawn. The way I'm about to describe this is the only way this could happen. Don't think about it too much. This is still just a dumb wizard book for babies. Alright, we've almost got checkmate on them, lads. There's just... There's one little problem. What? Sammy responds. Sometimes in the game of life, and chess, I guess, sacrifices have to be made. One of you have to get taken out if we're going to move forward. But I guarantee you, one little sacrifice and it'll all be over, lads. I'll do it. Greg responds, looking up at the group. I mean, you basically said it yourself earlier, Sammy. I'm useless. So I might as well just be the empty body. The the willing sacrifice. I might as, be, I might as well be the sacrificial lamb. No, Greg, that's not true. You know that's not true. Harmony responds, turning around to him. Harmony, you spent all year trying to teach me what a fraction is, and I still don't exactly understand it. But believe me, if there's one thing that I was born to do, if there's one thing the Ginger family was born to do, it was sacrifice. And with that, Greg's knight moves into position and is then taken by a pawn. But as Greg moves out of the way, as his knight is shifted off of the board, Harmony was able to immediately rush forward into checkmate alongside Sammy, winning the chess game and possibly killing Greg. Like, it's, it's genuinely just never addressed if Greg is dead or not. Like, they do this whole big deal about Greg dying, and I just, I just don't understand, you guys. Like, it's a, it's a whole bit about how, oh no, Greg's having to sacrifice himself, and then just never addressed after. It's just like, yeah, Greg's fine. Whatever. Okay, so, um... 
They climb down off their chess pieces, and uh, Harmony decides to stick back with Greg to protect him. You know what? Yeah, we're cha- I am changing the narrative right now. Harmony just stays with Greg to protect his body and to heal him because Harmony is a good friend, and that's what good friends do. So now Sammy Magic is alone, with the exception of the weird head that still dangle from his belt loop. And they finally enter the last chamber where they discover five potions on a table in front of them. Hello, Sammy. A hologram? Magic hologram. A magic hologram of Alan Rickman appears in front of Sammy. If you look down upon this table, Sammy, you will see five potions. I'm starting to sound like Tim Curry now. There are five potions in front of you. Four are poison. And only one is not poison. And if you can deduce which poison is not poison, it's... As Rickman continues this very, very inappropriately long monologue, Sammy rushes forward and grips one of the potions in his hand and immediately shoves it into Nikki Flannel's mouth. Wait, what are you, what are you doing, Lot? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a pesticide. Had that many a time. Okay, well, I don't want to drink that one. Wait, what are you doing? Rickman comments as Sammy opens another vial and pours it down the throat of Nicky Flannel. God, boy, you gotta warn me before you do this. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, that and cyanide. How did you get cyanide? This is still a school for children. I'm, I'm sorry, I just really, I had to make sure it was a good poison. So you choose cyanide? Another bottle is shoved down Nikki Flannel's throat, and using this process of elimination, Sammy eventually arrives on the one bottle that does not have poison in it. You know, there he was probably gonna give you some sort of, like, puzzle, or maybe a fun riddle, Sammy. You didn't have to keep feeding me. Um, I don't even have a stomach, and I'm gonna be sick. Sammy grabs the final bottle triumphantly and puts it to his lips and drinks it. Well, that was unconventional, Rickman comments as Sammy's skin begins to glow a golden hue and a door arises in front of him with that same golden hue. Sammy, um, look, we've had our ups and downs over the semester... There was the whole taking 150 points away from Lionheart deal. There was the time I put a laxative into your health potion. You what? Nothing. I'm just saying it's it's been it's been fun. So whatever awaits you behind that door, good luck. Thanks. Sammy remarks under his breath as he passes through that hologram of Rickman and opens that door to reveal the mirror of Arised sitting there alone in an empty chamber with no one around 
no pedestal where the big cool rock could have been, just a quiet, empty broom closet of a room, and all that was waiting for him was everything that he could desire. Oh, this isn't going to be good. Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic. And an extra thank you goes to all the people who helped this show happen on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS to support the entire BS network and all of its productions. Additional thanks to Umbria for our music and to Orion Ibert from the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art. As always, make sure to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up some Sammy Magic merch. All of the proceeds from our merch go to trans and POC charities. Every single little bit can help. And let me end by reminding you that the many adventures of Sammy Magic are a work of complete and total parody. Which means... You can't sue me.